right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Genesis Story Podcast. It's our first ever episode of the Genesis Story Podcast. Big things uh, happen. Yes, yeah. big things. Um, and it's happening on a Monday. So this is really good. Yeah. Um, we're just wanting to sit down and kind of recap what's been happening with Genesis Church. You know, we planted this church probably about two months ago, and uh, we had a really successful interest meeting. We've been having our team connects and meeting up on Sundays and Wednesdays, um, really forming a good group, a good solid group. So it's, awesome. um, it's good to record the history of uh, our journey and kind of give you guys some updates on what's been happening. So um, I know we have an interest meeting coming up, uh, Pastor Ray. So October 5th, um, on a Wednesday night, we're honing in on the location. It'll be out in a couple of days, so you might want to follow that on uh, social media. And so um, just going to have a night where for about an hour and a half, we get together, hang out, share our vision, get to know people. And the invitation is for people to come join the team. Right now we are in the uh, pre-launch phase. So about six to eight weeks ago, we had our, our very first uh, interest night. And in that time, we probably added... Um, about 25 team members. Um, and so we're really excited about that. It's been great. We started having Team Connect worship on Sunday mornings. And um, God has just been doing some really incredible things during that time. Yeah, it's been good. And it's it's yeah. good to see where the future of Genesis Church is leading. You know, having Absolutely. these uh, interest meetings, these Team Connects, it's just like a small glimpse of into what Genesis Church is forming to be. So that's it's been really good. That's right, yeah. Um, so... A little bit of what we wanted to kind of discuss today is just recapping what our, I guess we'd call it a series because we've been doing it for a few weeks now. Yeah. Um, it's been really awesome. And we kind of want to touch on some highlights of that series. Uh, you kind of, you introduced the idea of make the trip, right? Uh, That's right. That, yeah. that was it. And uh, it was such a really awesome idea. I know when you came to me and you were like, hey, I'm thinking about doing make the trip. I was like, oh, I love that because, yeah. um, you know, no matter where we're at, we've all been on a trip we're all going on a trip a path of life whatever it is so i think there's a lot of angles that you can you know approach that idea of making yeah. a trip so absolutely absolutely so a little setup on it um for those of you watching is the idea is that that god spoke to the children of israel that they were about to come out of um egypt and god sends moses and he says, we're going on a journey and I'm going to bring you into the land that I promised Abraham 400 years ago. And so the book of Exodus is this story of this group of people making the trip. And so we've kind of taken that and um, we've tried to apply lessons from their journey to the journey that we're on and planning this church as a um, as a team. And so uh, it's been really incredible how, how God has kind of brought all this together. Um, I had a rough idea in mind of kind of where we would go, but every week God has just kind of unfolded some new angles and, and things that really apply to where we are right now. And, um, it's just been awesome. And so, yeah. And I, I know like in that first week that you, you spoke on make the trip, your first point or first perspective that you were going with is, uh, how we pack for the trip. And yes. that, that was really symbolic. You know, I really enjoyed that because, you know, you, I don't know, I think about going on a trip and that, like you said, and when you, when you spoke, there's always, uh, you pack too much if you actually go on a trip and you have to pay for more baggage at the airport right. and it's more money and you're just trying to tote all these things and stuff as much as you can. You overpack, you overplan. And that's so true for uh, for me. I always want to yes. be overprepared for what I do. Um, and I think that that reflects a lot into moving forward. You know, you don't want to 
pull all this from the past, sometimes you really do have to put that back behind you and move forward. And I know that that's exactly what we're going to do with Genesis Church. You know, we want to move forward into uh, these doors that God's opening for us. Absolutely. You know, uh, Dave Ramsey always has this saying um, that I love and and I love to tell it to people and uh, pass it off as as if it's my own. Okay. Well, I love Dave Ramsey. (laughs) He always has some good, good lines there. But his, his statement is this, is that there's a reason that the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. Yeah. It's because you're supposed to spend more time looking at where you're going than where you've been. And so there are times in life where we need to reflect and where we need to look back and we need to take lessons from the journey. But the idea is that, that we need to look ahead. And the reason for that is we need to pack light so that we can move into the thing that God is calling us to. So... In that sermon, um, I revealed some deep, dark secrets about myself uh, that (laughs) when I go on trips, I always take too much stuff. You know, whether it's a weekend trip or a week long trip, I'm always like, oh, I'm going to pack light this time. And like I come home and half of my bag is unused. I took I brought all this stuff that I didn't need. I thought I needed it, but I really didn't need it. And so I think I think we all are. And um and the reality of that is, is that when, when God calls us on a journey, there's a lot of stuff that we think that we need that we really don't need. Yeah. And really sorting through um, what things do I need to carry on my journey? You know, what things um, are really necessary to get me where God's called me to? And so for me, uh, in, in my thinking through that passage, I notice how Israel, God tells him, he says, you know, grab, grab your, uh, your staff, you know, put on your belt keep your shoes on when you eat the Passover dinner, because this night God is going to pass through the land and, and you're going to be released faster than, you know, faster than you ever imagine all this is going to unfold. And so if you're holding on to all of these things, you have to imagine from the perspective of the Israelites, you know, they're, they're being asked to leave their homes and we all have our favorite things, you know, they're, they're packing the bag, so to speak. And God says, no, 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 I don't even want you to pack that stuff. He's like, I want you to pack light because I'm going to move quickly. And when I move, you have to be ready to move. Yeah. And so, you know, you don't have time to fill a U-Haul. You don't have time to get all of those things that are sentimental to you because he says, I'm going to call you out of the land and I'm going to bring you to a land that has better stuff than where you've been living. And so the more that we hold on to that old stuff, the more we are delayed um, from arriving to the place and to the things that God has called us to. Yeah. And you know, that, that's a, that's a really hard thing to do, you know, because that's hard to give over that kind of control, you know, I, I Absolutely, for, like yes. for, for me, man, I'm a hoarder. Okay. Yeah. Like if you gave me a note in sixth grade saying, Hey, you rock, I still have that note, you know, yeah. like I want to hold on to those things, you know, they have that's memories. Right. Um, but yeah, that's such a hard thing to do to let God have control over those things. You know, if he's giving you those instructions of, hey, you need to pack light, and you're thinking, no, I have the sentimental, you know, link to this thing. Yeah. I'm going to hold on to it. But he knows what's best. And um, maybe we don't understand or see why we need to pack light in the moment. Absolutely. But further in the journey, we're going to understand, oh, okay, I see why I needed to pack light. You know, this, this, this mattered more than those sentimental things. The, the call was greater than those uh yes those objects those things that we're carrying on to um mentally spiritually whatever they may That's be right um but speaking of that also there was another great point too that you made with make the trip that also really resonated with me was um just about it was in week three mm-hmm. the um 
that we are not enough that That's that, right. that was i think that one i think took a lot of people by surprise at first, you know, because that's not a, a message that you quite often hear, you know, Absolutely. you know, most of the time you're hearing, I, I am enough, you know, like I, right. I am enough yeah. for whatever on every Hobby Lobby pillow that exists out there <laughs> that we're enough, you know, we're not, <laughs> we are enough, you know, but we don't ever hear the opposite of that, which is yeah. I am not enough. So that's can right. you like break that down for anyone that might be listening? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, the culture we live in that wants to tell you, man, you, be yourself, do your thing. You know, you're a beautiful flower bloom, you know, you have everything that you need. And, and the reality is that that's partially true, but it's partially not true. Um, because God will put us in circumstances to show us that what we have will not get us where we're going. Mm -hmm. He'll purposely do it. And that, well, that sounds cruel. That's actually, um, the grace of God and the kindness of God. So this is what he does with Israel is they, they come out of this place called Elam where, you know, it's more than enough. They have wells, um, water. There are 12 wells there, one for each tribe. You know, everybody's got enough. Um, there are palm trees. They're in this literal oasis, and God calls them to come out of it. And as they're following him, they, they start looking at their supply, and they're like, man, we don't have enough food to make this journey. And so um, they get upset. They're frustrated. They're like, you know, We'd rather be back in Egypt and die than be right here. You know, did God bring us out here to kill us? I mean, like, where are you, God? Like, I'm doing what I'm doing, what I'm supposed to be doing. But it was all a setup for God to show them that what you have is not enough to make the trip. You're never going to get to the promised land just relying on what you have. So does God want to use your giftings and talents? Absolutely. But they're not enough. Does God want to use... Um, your resources, absolutely, but they're not enough. Does God want to, uh, to use all that stuff? Of course he does, but he also sets this up to show them that man shall not live by bread alone. That's the resource they do have, yeah. but by every word that proceeds out of my mouth. In other words, you need me. And so this whole setup here, it's like a trampoline. The more that you understand that, that I am not enough, it's a downward trajectory. It's a humbling trajectory. The more I understand that, the more I realize that that he is enough. And that's what happens in the manna situation is, is they're hungry and they're starving. And um, they, sorry about that. <laughs> First podcast, I didn't silence my phone. Notes for next time. Um, so, you know, it, it's humbling them that they don't have enough. But at the same time, it's showing them that when they don't have enough, God does have enough and that he will rain bread from heaven in the moment when they're not enough, God will show up with the right stuff at the right time to be their provider, to be their Jehovah Jireh. And so there is this trajectory. You humble yourself and you'll be exalted, right? But if you exalt yourself, you'll be what? You'll be humble. Right. And so it's that whole dynamic that's at play there that we do need to realize that it's not just, you know, planning a church or reaching a community or fulfilling my calling is not just about my skills and talents. It's about my reliance on God because he is enough and he will always be enough to get me where I'm going. Yeah, I see. Then That's it in itself. I mean, like, and I'm so glad that we've had these um, team connects on Sundays because they are geared towards us as a team getting together, growing, and how can we be better for our community? That's right. You know, that's what we've all talked about. And, you know, with this, especially with, 
this particular uh, part of Make the Trip. I, I also, when, when, you were pre, when you were teaching this, I was thinking about kind of also how, uh, like the body of Christ, you know, sure. we always try and uh, either upsize or downsize different portions of the team. Yeah. But in reality, every part of the body is essential as the scripture says, you know, like, and that's the same for this team. No matter what you're doing, it's all important to furthering the cause of Genesis Church, you know, that's it's right. to equip yeah. others, it's to reach our community, you know, uh, same thing for this, you know, it's, it, it's not a matter of, well, who's, who's going out to get the man and who's going to be the yeah, one that sure. gets this group together. It really is. It's a team effort. Sure. And I appreciated that part of it too, or that's how I, you know, spoke yeah. to it. But also, you know, when you first were talking about make the trip, I remember I told you, I was like, Oh man, that is like, that's so marketable because, yeah. you know, I think about a road trip and you know, how much you have different uh, roles yeah, yeah. of people in the road trip. Like you've got the person that's the driver sure. and they're just, they're going to get us there. That's who that sure. is. Yeah. You've got the person in the front seat to keep the driver awake. They've got the map, you know, and they're trying to, you know, help that's the right. driver. And then you got the people sleeping in the back that yeah. have the snacks from the gas that's station exactly that you right. stopped at at two <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Yes. But uh, it's the same thing with Genesis church. I mean, like we have, we all have different roles, but yeah. we're all going to get there if we pack light and we move forward, that's right. we yeah. all function in the, the role that God has called us to be. And although we we ourselves as humans may not be enough, God makes us enough. That's right. And so I, I really, really liked week three. Yeah, um, he always yeah. he always makes a difference. And, and really week three perfectly kind of led into week four. And um, in, in week four, I talked about um, it takes a team to get there. there so um, it's a beautiful picture in in uh, following Exodus 17 into 18, and there's there's actually two pictures of teamwork that happens there. First is, you know, when the Amalekites come and attack Israel, and uh, Joshua, he's the general, he takes all the soldiers out down on the battlefield, and they're, they're down there fighting, and Moses is up on the hillside praying, and, you know, the scripture says they realize that when Moses raises his hands, you know, they win, right? While he's in the posture of prayer, they're winning. And when his hands fall, they start to lose. So Aaron and her are with Moses and they realize like, we have to hold up Moses' hands. Like he's getting tired, he's getting weak, his hands are drooping. And so they, they shoulder up under and they um, begin to lift up Moses' arms. So it's a beautiful picture because they win the battle against the Amalekites, but it's because there's a Joshua on the battlefield. It's because there are soldiers fighting with Joshua because there's a Moses who's praying but you know if you remove any one of those people from the picture there's no victory yeah. um, Moses if he's praying and Joshua and the soldiers are not down on the field what's he praying for yeah. right what's he interceding for if um, if they're fighting and Moses isn't praying they're fighting but they're losing right, right. and if Aaron and her are there uh, are, are not there Moses can't pray so all of them need each other everyone is necessary in the recipe for victory and God shows them this and they come out of it and this incredible thing happens. So uh, Jethro, Moses' father-in-law comes along and he's watching how Moses operates among the children of Israel. So every day Moses goes out and he sits in like a throne, like a chair and everybody who has issues, they all come to him and they, um, you know, they bring their disputes, their, their arguments, like kids coming to a parent, you know, yeah. 
And, and all day long, Moses sits there and he's talking to these people, trying to resolve their disputes. And at the end of the day, Jethro looks at Moses. And I think, I feel like Moses was like, what do you think? You know, like, look yeah. how important I am. You know, like, I've got this thing handled. I'm the leader. And Jethro looks at him. He says, Moses, this is not good. You can't do this alone. He said, this is too heavy for you. And you'll wear yourself out and they'll get worn out. And none of you will make the trip. He said, what you have to do is, he said, you have to appoint leaders and empower other people to do what you're doing and he said and i love the scripture in in exodus 18 he says and if you will do this all of these people will make it to their place he says if if you'll stop hoarding the power out of self-importance and you'll empower people around you and you'll employ people around you and get them involved in the ministry and ministering to the needs of the people he said you'll all make the trip and I love this because what was happening is there's a bottleneck at the top um, of Israel. Like there, every day there are thousands of people leaving with needs that are unmet because it's about one person. But when it becomes about a team, suddenly there are needs that Moses can't meet that everybody else that is involved and empowered can now meet. And people are ministered to at a higher level because Moses got out of the chair and let somebody else sit in it. So it takes a team to make it. And and I love that about our church. It's one of our values. We do things as a team. We equip other people. Um, That's down at the heart. The purpose of the fivefold ministry in Ephesians, it says, is to equip the saints. It's not to like lord over God's heritage and look at me. You know, I'm the man of God. That's God. You know, it's not that. (laughs) Yeah. It's. It's our job in ministry is to help people to become empowered and to fulfill the ministry because there are people that I can't reach. There are people that you can't reach, but as a team, there are people that we, we can reach. That's right. Oh man, man. Who are we speaking on a Monday morning? Yeah. I'm telling you. Okay. So here's, here's the deal though. I like, I like you say that and it just, it took me back to like, I don't know, like the most simplistic Sunday school message that I remember. And it was like, you know, you want to, you want to live a joyful life. And they would always right. say joy, Jesus, others, yourself, you know, we've kind of swapped those around and we've made a lot of Christianity about ourselves, mm-hmm. but really, you know, if, if God is the most important thing in your life, you will realize that other people and his children, that's right. You'll, yeah. you'll put them before yourself. You know, I, I don't know. I think that that's especially important for this because it's not, a, it's not a one man show. It's not, it's not, it's not yeah. about, any particular group of people it's just that we have this team and this team together is working and we are going to reach our you know our community and the people outside you know and we're going to welcome them in with open arms and that's the whole point of genesis church and i just i really love that breakdown i think that just yeah that that, that's just a a a beautiful message of what we're doing here absolutely and and we're excited you know it's it's important from the beginning to lay the right foundation in our culture and in our understanding and in setting the tone for who we want to be. What we want to do at Genesis Church is maximize ministry. It's not all about numbers, but it is about maximizing ministry. And, you know, I I told the story on Sunday um, that prior to this, I pastored two different churches. Um, One was in Floresville, Texas, and um, the other one was in Flagstaff, Arizona. So in Floresville, small town, smaller than Flagstaff, we moved there. There was 20 people or so um, that elected us pastor and we grew quickly there. 
I mean, like God blessed us and, and within like a year we were running around a hundred people. Our building was full. It was like, man, like pastoring is easy. Like this, <laughs> all you got to do is show up. Like, man, it's easy. Um, but the reality is uh, after, after the Lord moved us and we, we went to Flagstaff, we planted a church there and it was just my wife and I and our two kids um, at the time. And we, we moved there without a team. And um, what was easy in Floresville was exceedingly difficult in Flagstaff. And the reason for that is like, I was praying about it, like, God, why, why do we have so much success there? And, uh, you know, God revealed and showed me that it's not about you. It's about the team that's around you. And what we had in, in the first church that I pastored was a, you know, about four or five young couples that worked together. They were very strong. We, we fellowship, we did life together. We loved each other. We were very connected. What we had in Flagstaff was not that. And so it was my wife and I doing everything, you know, like I love to tell it. Like I, I would play the guitar and sing and lead worship and she would play the piano and then she would jump off the piano and run back to the back of the church and teach Sunday school while I was preaching and I'd get done preaching. I'd like give the wink or the signal and somebody would go <laughs> get her and they would bring her back in and like she would get come back like, you know, on the piano, like, ah, you know, oh, it's like yeah. a puppet show. We're everywhere doing yeah. everything because we didn't have people to hand things off to. And here's the reality is like, that's not a sustainable model for maximizing ministry. That's what God taught me. And so when we set out to plant Genesis church, I told God several things. Number one, I needed him to confirm it clearly. Um, If you want us to plant a church, you've got to confirm it. And two, you've got to put a team, bring a team around us, the right team of people. Um, And and I'll know it's at your will, because if if we're really going to do this and, and reach our community and, and bring a church that, that breaks through some traditional um, molds and, and reaches people um, and, and introduces people to the presence of God. If that's who we're going to be, it's going to take an awesome team. And it's one of the things I'm most thankful about is in this season, God has already brought a team around us, better, better than any team we've ever had. But we're about halfway there. You know, we're on our way to 50 team members before we launch. That's right. And, um, and I just believe that God is, is bringing together a team. That might be you watching. Yeah. You might be sitting there feeling a burden and feeling God tugging on the strings of your heart. And um, maybe you're called to be a part of our team. And so uh, we're, uh, we're inviting you. At least come check us out. You never know. Yeah. yeah. So we have our next interest meeting coming up. So you can come hear about us and what we're all about and what we have planned. And uh, we would love to have you. Um, our team is growing currently, and Genesis Church is unfolding as we speak. So yes, we're on our way. It's been good. It's been good. We haven't made the trip, but we're on our way. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're almost there. <laughs> GPS right. is still calculating. We're, we're <laughs> getting right. there. We're getting there. That's right. <laughs> but anyways, so, um, but man, it was so good to sit down for our first Genesis Story podcast, kind of recap yes. what we've talked about, um, about the future events we have coming up. But, so we'll have to catch the next one. Um, sure. Um, but yeah, it's been good. So thank you so much for watching and stay tuned for our next one. All right, God bless you guys. We love y'all.